0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast Heal or Heal Yourself, Reduce Burnout, Discover Your Creativity While You Heal Others. I'm your host, Dr. Isla Bates. I'm an integrative and holistic psychiatrist based in New York. I bring to you a podcast where I interview artists, physicians, and others who have used art in some way to heal themselves. Hi, on this episode, we speak with Ardeth Goodwin, who's an artist who suffered from chronic pain that was debilitating. She describes how she was on high doses of fentanyl and morphine and severely depressed, on disability, unable to work. And she describes how art turned everything around for her. Her psychologist said to her, Ardeth, there's nothing we can do for you. You're gonna have to paint your way out of it. And at the time, she wasn't even a painter. However, Ardeth is a wonderful artist and now teaches art. And she is off of her pain medications and is living an extraordinary life, as she's described it. So I hope you'll enjoy the show. Please enjoy this interview with artist Artith Goodwin from Mobile, Alabama. Thank you. Okay. Well, welcome, Artith Goodwin, to the podcast "Healer, Heal Yourself." Um, I was so intrigued when I met you on Clubhouse and heard your journey, and I would love for you to share your journey with art and healing with us.
1: Okay, thank you, and I'm so so glad to be here. So I am a painter. I work full-time as a working artist, but that's not how I started out in life. I was actually an elementary school teacher. I have my master's in education, and I was at the top of my career. But my body had, I guess, another agenda. I have degenerative disc disease, but I have it prematurely. So our family runs it prematurely. So when I was 23 years old, I had my first back surgery, had to have a, had a ruptured disc at the age of 23. And then I had a few years of respite and then my spine just started deteriorating. I ended up having to go on full disability. I had to give up teaching at the height of my career. And it was pretty soul crushing at the time because I'm like, what am I gonna do with my life now? So I went to the library and I checked out some books on watercolors, because I just like color. Uh, I I gave myself permission to use my creativity just to play and explore. I just started sketching for something to do while I was healing in the bed, because I've had 28 surgeries. And one thing led to another and I quickly understood that I had a gift for the visual and for creativity. So I just I just kept working towards that. I just kept being expressive, and I, I started art journaling, and that was huge. But I also was suffering from depression at the time, and I was on so many medications, and the side effects were terrible. So I started seeing a psychologist, and he said to me one day, he said, Ardith, you're going to have to paint your way out of this. And at the time I wanted to throw eggs at the man because I'm like, I just wanted some answers. I wanted to feel better. I wanted to have my life
0: back.
1: And he was simply telling me that it doesn't happen overnight. Mm. So looking back on it, he spoke such truth and wisdom to me. But at the time it was frustrating, but I did what he said. I got my journal out. It was called Fractured because I had to name it. I had to visualize what the struggle was. So I named it Fractured. And I just started processing my feelings, whatever they were, as dark as they were. And over time, what I began to see was the light started coming back to me through those pages. Mm. And the darkness was less and the light became more. Mm. And looking back on that book now, it's such an integral part of the healing process for me. But it was because I got out of my head and I got into my art because I'm an I'm a thinker, I'm an analyzer. I want to understand, I want to predict all those things. And getting into the journaling part tapped me into moving paint and it was play and it was um I it was just less heady. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what I needed to help my spirit and my body heal. Um so today I've I've lived it's been an amazing medical journey because I really shouldn't be walking, based on what they told me the outcome would be, and I am, and I've come completely off of disability. I'm no longer on 14 medications a day, including Yay. fentanyl and
0: morphine. I don't wow. take any of that. Fantastic.
1: Um, yeah, and and I'm able to work now. I still have, I still have, you know, body issues where pain is gonna always live with me but I've learned to cope Mm -hmm. and I live here I'm an ordinary person living this extraordinary life but art had such a huge role to play in my healing
0: oh that's beautiful Wow were you always a creative kid like do you remember painting or drawing yeah so
1: I always had a vivid imagination Mm -hmm. I never lacked that I would create worlds in my head in my bedroom um, you know, I would doodle, so I, I knew I could do that, but I never connected the dots that oh, I'm gonna be an artist. Mm-hmm. That didn't occur to me. What occurred to me after I had to give up teaching was what did what do I enjoy doing tactile wise? What what can I do to you know spend my time while I'm healing in the bed and. Creativity and art just was an outlet because I had a connection to it already. Mm-hmm. I did not know at the time how to sketch up face or anything like that. It was more just an innate fascination with being creative and play and imagination. So I'm grateful for those bones. I call them bones because they're the foundational bones of who I am as a person. And I have the belief that we all have our own creative DNA Mm -hmm. And mine might be in drawing, but someone else's might be in music. Mm -hmm. Someone else's might be in cooking. But we all have them. Mm -hmm. Um, And trusting and using what our bones are to be a foundation for us as a healing process later in life was so key for me.
0: Yeah. I'm just wondering, what was it about that psychologist that tapped into your creativity or knew that you needed to paint your way out of it? that, that I was brilliant. I shared with
1: him uh-huh. what I what I was currently doing at the time meaning um, you know I was in a gallery and he knew that I liked to paint he didn't know that I was going to be a full-time working artist he just knew I was creative oh. and he he just used what he knew about me and what he knew I loved as a way to offer solutions and mm-hmm. action steps in the, the therapy process And it was so helpful to me, even though it wasn't what I wanted to hear in that moment. Because, you know, I walk into a therapist's office. I want you to give me some answers.
0: That's right. (laughs) Solve
1: this for me. Fix this for me. (laughs) Um, And it just doesn't really work like that. You've got to figure out a way to process and visualize Mm -hmm. and get out all of the stuff in the head and the heart. And doing that through the act of our journaling was so instrumental in me seeing the big picture that I was missing before.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole idea behind healer, heal yourself, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I truly believe that the healing element has to start with us, right? Ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that because I, I, I struggled with insignificance. Although I knew I was an incredible educator. I knew that I made a difference in people's lives. That inner voice was constantly telling me I was completely insignificant. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was able to reckon with that voice in my head and silence it, um, that I turned a page. And when I did, I completely got the understanding that we are meant for greater things. Mm -hmm. We are each individually meant for greater things uh, but we have to believe that about ourselves to be able to do the greater things.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm 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 I I call you know it is a divine place that I'm in because miracles happened in my life, um, opportunities showed up unexpectedly. People you know people spoke truth and wisdom to me in the same way, and they had never met one another. Mm-hmm. So I trust that there's a bigger picture and that me choosing to share my journey might help some other people that are in a dark place find some
0: light. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's hard for people to start to just make that initial move, you know? They don't quite believe that there can be transformation within art. So how would you suggest to someone that they start?
1: Well, I'm gonna suggest very simply box of crayons, a box of markers, a blank book, and give yourself permission to simply start moving the line. And if you don't have words, you move the line and scribble based on how you're feeling. What does it look like? What does what you're feeling look like at the time? And it can be dark and it can be moody as as much as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And if you do that consistently enough, maybe you'll have a word or two on the next page. Maybe you'll have a paragraph. Maybe you'll gain some insight. Maybe you'll sketch a little doodle of a happy face instead of a sad face. You just start building a visual record using an art journey, I mean, an art journal, um, so that your spirit can have a chance to connect the dots of healing, because Mm -hmm. it happens over time it's it never happened instantaneously Mm -hmm. and i'm still healing and i'll always be healing Mm -hmm. um but it's the act of instead of trying to figure out my head instead of trying to hear somebody tell me the answer i had to tap back into being expressive as a human being and allow myself to acknowledge the emotions that i had numbed out i am a master at numbing Mm -hmm. out emotions because It was a coping mechanism. It helped me get through the day. But it crippled me for being present in my skin and my heart and my life and experiencing the beauty of what this life offers even though it was an imperfect beauty. So I have this belief as a human being, we are imperfect, but we're beautiful. It is why I paint the way I do. I fracture the line. There's some odd things that show up in my artwork. That is my connection to my belief that we're imperfect, but we're beautiful. Mm -hmm. I would have never understood that had I not given myself permission to be in the bed with crayons and markers, just sketching and doodling and playing and and cussing and writing terrible things that I was feeling because I was angry. Yeah. All of that needed to, to be expressed to get out
0: absolutely wow so do you continue to do these journals yes you do
1: yes
0: every day some,
1: some yes every so some artists do what they call morning pages
0: yeah which is um, writing free writing
1: yes mm-hmm. so the art journal process for me is just more visual now I write I write on my pages and things Um, sometimes I'll write very personal things and then I'll paint over them Mm. sometimes I'll leave the words it's just whatever I'm feeling for the day and that process that consistently showing up has been a huge uh, reason why I am as confident and successful not only in my career but just from overcoming pain overcoming the physical hardships of living with chronic pain because yeah. at, at the time, you know, my doctors gave me, it was medication, medication, pain medication, mm-hmm. pain pump, epidural. That was all they really could offer me. Mm-hmm. And I took the medications thinking they would help. But what I really didn't understand was how much the medications took from me mm. in my spirit, in my heart. And I know that medications are super helpful to some people. But it was the combination of all the chemicals that I was putting in my body that was my affect was completely flat.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So so I managed to figure out how through art to process and come back from that so that I'm much more tapped into how do I feel today? How do I express what I feel today? How can I be more optimistic today than I was yesterday? Mm-hmm. And in that optimism, I think on a cellular level, and I, there, I don't have any scientific proof of this, but I believe on a cellular level that optimism helps your body begin to heal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Um, there's actually research to back that up. Oh, well, uh, that's good to know because I live to <laughs> that reality. <laughs> that's right. So people who are more optimistic actually have less heart disease or mm-hmm. um, actually get better faster. So there is some truth to Yay. that. Yay. And some
1: days you got to fight for it. You do. Because some days you yeah, just don't feel
0: it. That's just right. Just like, nah. And a lot yeah. of the medications that we give, both psychiatric medications and pain meds, do numb us. hmm And um, there's an important piece in feeling pain, right? It connects us to our body. Our body is trying to tell us something. Yes. And we have to listen. And it sounds to me like, during the course of your journaling, you really connected with your heart and your body in a mm-hmm. way that you hadn't before because yep. you were so numbed it, out.
1: It was It was just like a veil had been lifted. Yeah you know and it, it didn't happen overnight. but the more I expressed myself creatively, and, and I also did something else. I started getting into a saltwater pool. I had access to a saltwater pool so that I could move because I can't run on land. Um, but the physical activity paired with the art was huge in just helping my body heal in a way where I could figure out how do you live with chronic pain? How do you live with a spine that can shatter at any minute? Um, and how do you make the most of that? And turn that into a life that is beautiful Mm -hmm. while you still have to face the medical challenges. Because they're not going to just disappear. You know, I guess miraculously they could, but they didn't in my account. Um, But it was a combination of those things that really helped my approach and my belief Mm -hmm. that I could heal. And that was key. I had to believe I could. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm yeah it starts with believing that it's possible right and and having that possibility is is where the journey begins for sure yes yes um you were on a lot of heavy pain medications and yes and now you're not and i'm wondering if you made the connection of when you were actually doing art painting that your mind was in a state of flow, and the pain became less. Would that be fair? Yes.
1: And here's how I know that. So when I was, um, when I was on so many medications, I didn't realize it at the time that my affect was so flat. Mm-hmm. But the people in my life shared that with me later. They're like, "You, you were just flat." Um. But what I found was when I opened up my book, my journals, and my pages. I could see the emotion visually. So even if I if I couldn't, you know, I couldn't cry, I didn't get angry, I didn't physically sense it, visually it showed up in my pages. Rage, outrage, anger, um, exhaustion. Yeah. All of those things began to show up visually. And then I so I could identify them. And as I identified them, I realized I don't want to live that every day Mm. for the rest of my life so I started trying to work towards being more optimistic and healing and what that would look like and just creatively letting it flow um because you know those pain medications they help acutely but over time for me and I can only speak for me yes they were as damaging to my spirit as the physical parts of my body that broke down Mm -hmm. um And it's tough because I know so many people, even family members, and they are in that cycle of that's their only treatment plan being offered
0: Right. that. Um,
1: And I also too knew that my mind was still sharp. So I didn't have a, you know, a cognitive defect in that I could still think and I could reason, which was super important. And I just realized that there had to be more to this. And one day at a time, I got a little bit better. I got a little bit better. Now, there are days where I still, I feel like I could use me- pain medication, but I'm not willing to, so I have to learn other strategies. Yeah. Such as, I need to lay down, I need to get on a heating pad, I need to use ice, I need to get in the pool, I mm-hmm. need to walk,
0: mm-hmm. those
1: types of things. Mm-hmm. And they make a big difference. Mm-hmm. So, it's a combination of all those things, but I still had to have the belief that I was meant for greater things and that it was possible for me to have a medically challenging body but still thrive as a human being.
0: Hmm. That's such an important message and I hope that a lot of people hear this this um, this interview because it's so important to believe, it really is. It's, it's just such a, a major part of getting better and if you lose hope, you know. Yes. Yeah.
1: It's hard because I even had doctors and just about everybody in my world that told me I was crazy for wanting to come off disability. Have you lost your mind? Are you serious? You're going to lose your insurance. You know, you'll Mm. never get disability back. That was spoke to me so many times. And I'm like, I don't think you understand what you're saying to me as a human being. Right. You're saying to me, this is as good as I can be. That's right. And you're not giving me any hope. And I can heal, and I can overcome this. So, yeah, there was a risk in me cutting that cord. There was a risk. Yes. But I was willing to take it because I wanted to fight for the life that I wanted to live. Yeah, And I'm so grateful that I was able to do it. And it has not been, you know, smooth sailing every day.
0: Of course not. Yeah.
1: No, but it has been so worthwhile. And that's one reason I, I, I feel passionately about speaking up because... I have never met in my journey another person that had been on disability and come off of it and been able to, you know, thrive in the way that I have. That doesn't mean they're not out there because I'm sure that there are. I just haven't connected mm-hmm. with them yet, mm-hmm. but it's possible. It's it's attainable, mm-hmm. even, in, even in a small measure, because there's so many of... People and their medical conditions are what they are. They're not going to improve to any degree. But how do you find serenity in where you are in that experience? Mm-hmm. Art, creativity, music, mm-hmm. um, those beautiful things of expression offer hope.
0: At they least do. They did for me. Absolutely. 100%. 100% agree with that. Um do you uh want to share some of your work right now? Sure. Yeah. So I'll show
1: you what one of the things that I did early on.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Because I'm 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 self-taught and I never had it in my head that I was doing it wrong. So I just, you know, I sketched and drew and things like that. Uh-huh. So this is called Six Finger Fred. And okay. it's just this cute little portrait. The, the head up here is an acrylic skin uh-huh so i pulled the paint off of my palette and i glued it on and cool. I didn't realize it but i painted him with six fingers accidentally okay so, yeah one, two, three, four, yeah. five. yeah yeah so he's called six finger Fred and he's just it's very simple you know I didn't know how to do a face I was just having fun but he cracks me up because okay six fingers. And then today, I'll show you one of my more complex pieces. So this is the paintings that I do
0: now. Wow, amazing. Can Um, you bring it a little closer? Sure. Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Really beautiful. So
1: costumery, figurative, narrative, meaning a story Mm -hmm. is really important to what, what I paint and who I paint. Um, and I technically paint in a way where I fracture the line and I use dynamic movement and I, sh- and I convey energy because physically I can no longer move dynamically. But I love it and I miss it. And I also believe that there's an energy that flows through us and uh-huh. around us and from within us. Mm-hmm. So I choose to convey all of that in the way I construct my artwork so that when viewers see it, they get a sense of, story and they get a sense of movement and it opens a dialogue and then I'm able to share a little bit of my story and my journey because of my art and that's another part of why tapping in creatively was so important because I can reach a a bigger audience and, and resonate with those people who are living... Difficult lives and mm-hmm. need some visual reminder that hope is there. Also, too, if you see the color pink in, in any of my artwork, hope re- pink represents hope for me. Mm. So mm.
0: yeah. Why Why is that?
1: Because I had to visual. I had to put a picture. Had to put a color to it.
0: Uh-huh. So I'm drawn
1: to color like ants to a trash can.
0: Yeah.
1: It is just. <laughs> it is just completely innate for me. And. Yeah. I identify with certain colors in different ways Mm -hmm. but pink has always been a unicorn color so what I mean by a unicorn color is scientifically some say pink should not exist because of the way the color spectrum is it's a derivative of red Uh, but I choose to believe that pink is a unicorn color we don't know that unicorns exist but we believe in them and we love them so pink is a unicorn (laughs) color it's also a color of hope for me because when I see it my countenance lifts Mm. and I'm reminded that hope hearing other people's experiences help us Mm -hmm. see a mental emotional or spiritual bridge forward
0: Mm. really nice so I've heard you say a couple times that you have fractured lines Mm -hmm. and your journal was called fractured yes is there a connection there
1: Yes, because my spine was fractured. So my I woke up one morning at six thirty, fixing to go to work, and I when the alarm went off and I sat up in bed, I realized something was very wrong. And what I ended up finding out was my one of my discs had just shattered, exploded. It was in twelve pieces. I ended up having four surgeries that year. But I also had lived a fractured life in that I had gone through a tragic divorce that was unexpected. My mom and I, when I was 10 years old, were held at gunpoint Mm. and robbed. There were different traumatic events throughout my life. Our house burned when I was five. Mm. So I always had connected an idea or belief that life was going to throw really bad things at you. Um, So my spirit was fractured in my opinion it wasn't just my physical body it was also my spirit so i visualized what was wrong with me based on how fractured i felt and being able to say that and write about it and sketch about it and then paint about it and then incorporate it into my artwork in beautiful ways with color that i love helped me heal Mm. because we're all gonna live somewhat of a fractured existence because nothing's perfect. Mm -hmm. But if we can honor that fracturedness, acknowledge it, and then bring some healing to it in whatever way we can visualize, it's so much easier to not let it overcome you, but be part of what makes you stronger. At least that's how it worked out for me.
0: Absolutely brilliant. I love that. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking about a lot of things right now. <laughs>
1: Who overcome really hard things mm-hmm. and share that freely with others. Mm-hmm. That's inspiring to me mm-hmm. because so, so there's so much content and people out there and they attach a monetary value to their story. Yeah. And I know that there's a place and time for that, but for those people who choose to share it publicly for free just to help others, they're my heroes. Yeah. My heroes.
0: Yeah, nice. Yes. Nice. Do you like Alice Neal's work?
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: my favorite, <laughs> one of my faves.
1: Yes. I, um, one of my classes I taught, I showcased her as a painter. She was just fascinating.
0: Love her. Because
1: I love distortion.
0: Yeah. I teach
1: how to distort, and she she was a subtle distortionist in beautiful ways and carried such a narrative, and yeah, I love Alice Neal.
0: Yeah, and are you teaching at all? Are you doing any teaching?
1: I teach online, so my courses, I have, I think, six courses this year, four to eight weeks long, it just depends on which one. I teach about 140 painters every course.
0: Oh, wow. Beginners, too? Yeah, Uh all levels, because
1: I teach differently. So I don't teach an art class to teach you how to take a vase of flowers and how to sketch it and paint it so that it looks like my demo. I don't teach that. Yeah. What I teach is I teach you how to identify a subject matter that you're drawn to Uh and how to process that subject matter through paint and line and the elements of art, but also how to help you form a point of view about your subject matter that is unique and distinct and paint that. And that is a much harder way of teaching painting, but the people who go through my courses, they're able to find their unique visual style and their ability to articulate why it matters to them so much. Mm. And it's why I haven't had to even market my classes because my students, when they find me, they take the next class, (laughs) they take the next class. because I just believe we're we're created individually and distinct mm-hmm. and different, and it's in that variety that's our superpower. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to learn how to paint like anybody else. I want to paint like me. Mm-hmm. So I can only teach how did I find my style, and how can I teach you to find yours?
0: Hmm. I love that. I love teaching. You love it. I do. Wow, that's awesome. And how long have you been to doing these courses?
1: Five years now. I've okay. been painting for sixteen years, so I painted while I was on disability. Uh, but the, the online courses for about five years now. Okay. And yeah, I love them.
0: And um, what, what was I going to ask you? What um, platform do you use?
1: I use Facebook private groups where I teach live because I teach live once a week in those classrooms. Oh. Um, and then it's it's ebook based, so they get the curriculum and they can watch the videos and download them from vimeo i'm actually fixing to move my my course hub over to a a product called new zendler okay just a website and course builder uh but yeah i i I work through facebook groups i i love it the platform it's been easy for me
0: and they pay you through facebook
1: no they they pay me through my website
0: so i have
1: a course on my website they can view the course they Yep, and I have three tiers, so I have self-study, is like an evergreen course, I have the full course where you get the classroom experience, the community experience, the live teaching sessions, and then I have tier three where I have a breakout group of five to six painters that we have a separate Zoom session and I give them more customized feedback.
0: That was the interview with Ardeth Goodwin, who's an artist and a teacher painting teacher now. I hope you enjoyed the show and that you will write a review if any of this resonated with you. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey where creativity intersects with medicine.